Welcome to the Form of Fitness Podcast, where you will learn the most that there is to learn about fitness. Through mechanism, about dieting, motion itself, and many more, you will follow me and my co-host Duncan as we talk about these things as they are related to our personal lives, as well as they are related to the health industry and how they affect us and people around us every day. We thank you for listening. What's going on guys welcome back to the form of fitness podcast i'm glad you guys can join us once again for i guess now it's been a full year of us recording this um we're doing an episode today on nutrient timing this being uh i think specifically just all of our macronutrients uh and kind of when you should eat those throughout the day and in reference to the workout specifically is uh what we're going to spend most of our time talking about but uh, i'll let duncan kind of start right away yeah, so the main reason why I decided that we were going to be talking about this today is for a couple things. Um, one being that I have just recently started talk or thinking about my nutrition and mm-hmm. starting to try and work that into everything else that I have with my fitness. Um, I've discovered a lot of like little tips, tricks, tools um, to like kind of kickstart my workout and make sure that my progress is going pretty well. <laughs> I've figured out how to gain weight because, um, <laughs> you know, despite what you might think, when you're 6'4 <laughs> and you are reasonably active and your classes make you walk like four miles a day, yep. it's hard to eat enough. And it it's is. hard to gain weight. Um, and so for a lot of people out there, you know, some are looking to lose weight, some are looking to gain weight. And I think that both of those objectives can still be satisfied from a lot of information that um, we're here to talk about today. Um, one of the biggest things that I've learned is just to space meals out more and to mm-hmm. eat more by eating more meals. Yep. So I think standard American diet, you know, I want to say is three meals. Standard college student diet, probably close to I that too. I think it's two. three meals. I don't know. I Lunch, know. I, dinner, <laughs> and snack. Large scale <laughs> midnight snack. Yeah, our editors bringing up the like two sides. Cook, cookout. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna go with most people in college probably only eat two meals, yeah. and you know if we talk about how much you know someone's supposed to eat. So for me. In order to gain weight, and I do CrossFit, so that's going to change around some of like the carb-specific stuff and some of the like mm-hmm. overall calorie consumption. But I'm eating about uh, 4,500 calories a day. Mm-hmm. So if we try to split that up into two, that's 2,250 calories per meal. Yeah, and just that's not doable by most people. Yeah, um, like if you've ever had Thanksgiving dinner, yeah, you know what overeating does to you. Right? It tanks your energy. It tanks, especially you know, Thanksgiving food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it just makes you feel lethargic, and it doesn't lead to you being productive. Mm. So even if this was like after your workout, most of us have lives outside of the gym, whether we want to have lives outside of the gym or not, and so. 
being super lethargic for two hours after you know your two meals of 2250 calories a day that's not going to work for it's you. not even doable especially yeah. in college uh you know anything you're talking you're talking about well you got to squeeze in the workout in between classes homework as well as like not even considering walking to classes and then also the time it takes to eat you, you just don't have time to be lethargic for two additional hours on mm-hmm. on uh the you know the back side of your meal um especially because you know if that's two hours directly in the morning, you're kind of kind of screwed to get your day rolling really effectively. If that's towards the end of the day, you know, that last meal, you might just roll it into sleep. But, you know, it's that first one that's going to start your day poorly. Uh, if you're eating it early or even midday, it's just going to kind of kind of take you off. So, you know, how do you, how do you avoid that? How do you avoid that when it comes to trying to gain weight like that? You know? So, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, you know, the answer is very simple. It's just eat more meals you know mm-hmm. eat more food but space yeah basically eat less per meal and have more meals um if you listen to a lot of different mm-hmm. um bodybuilders uh anybody in the sports industry mm-hmm. they will say you know eating's my third job you know yeah. and everyone goes what do they mean by that it's because they have to eat a lot and they have to eat in multiple meals arnold schwarzenegger ate a lot of meals you know um personally i'm eating about six meals a day I'm having breakfast, a snack, lunch, my pre-workout snack, dinner, and then another snack after. So maybe I'm having seven. I don't know. I'm having six to seven meals a day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so basically throughout the day, I'm having you know a standardized version of protein, carbs, and fat, and over the course of that day, mm-hmm. I'm not eating more than that 4,500 calorie limit, yeah. and I'm eating within the recommended dose, but what I'm doing here is I'm making it a lot easier for me to eat. Yep. Um, and if we look at some of the studies that we can pull up and show, it actually might be more beneficial as well when you're spacing out your protein. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And I mean, I come from the other side of the coin, you know, the the trying to lose weight category. I, eating 4,500 calories a day is probably like light work for me. You know, uh, I've got that chronic. Uh, I When I get bored, I eat. When I'm stressing in any way, shape, or form, I, you know, throw a little bit of food, throw a snack in the mouth. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. If I'm doing homework, it kind of likes having something to chew on, um, you know, with, you know, a handful of coffees here and there as well as, you know, other, other you know, just caloric drinks, which is, you know, one of the worst ways to intake your calories, which we've talked about, I think, a, a little bit before, but not a, not a extensive amount. I, th- I think a lot of uh, what it comes to um, regarding the total, let's say, let's talk about the total protein intake or um, what it does right after your meals or right after your workout. I think we've touched on those, but I think I think coming at it from the point of just fully tackling what does it mean to have these different macronutrients in what quantities throughout the day? What does it do to your day? Um, so for me, and this is something that I know we should probably kick it off with, is what does breakfast look like? If you're eating breakfast, especially if you're trying to gain weight, uh, you're definitely going to be eating breakfast. So a lot of people that are in the situation that I'm in where you're trying to trying to lose some weight, a lot of times skipping breakfast tends to be the easiest way to kind of kick off an intermittent fast throughout the day and then just eat like uh, eat later in the day. Um, but for people, what 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 should you do to keep your energy levels good, you know, while eating breakfast? And I think 
I think we've touched on it just a little yeah. bit, but it's like stick to those. Uh, try to stay away from simple carbohydrates yeah. as much as you can. If you're going to have carbohydrates, try to do more complex carbohydrates. You know, you're more, um, if it's going to be, you know, something like potatoes or something like that, it needs to be a little bit more in the whole form. Mm -hmm. If you can get it, if not, there's ob options like rice. Rice is a rice is a pretty good option, but if not, try to stay away from those carbohydrates generally because, um, and from personal experience, what this ends up doing is, God, I get a cloudy head. Like mm -hmm. if I have way too many carbohydrates, like, and the, the worst offender of this is like cereal. Mm -hmm. Eating a sugary cereal for breakfast leaves me hungry in an hour and a half, foggy headed, and God, I want to take a nap. Yeah. Like it is, it, it's a horrible way to start your day and it's a horrible way to get your energy levels coming out of sleep to not just hyper spike. Cause like if you eat like not a whole lot, but you do eat the sugary stuff, you'll get an energy spike where you're like, okay, I'm going to get something done. You, you know, you're working really fast, but then like 20, 30 minutes later, literally you'll just, mm -hmm. you'll plateau and fall right down. Yeah. If you eat too much of it, you just got a full stomach, you get an energy spike and you want to go take a nap. Yeah. And it's just, it's not fun. And um, if we talk about, you know, our, our carbs and our healthy carbs and stuff like that, you know, another just general good rule of thumb is that if it's white, you're going to process it faster. Mm -hmm. Okay. White breads, white rice, um, the, pastas there aren't really white pastas but there are some pastas like whole pastas grain, more whole grain pastas, more whole yeah. grain pastas than others um i'm not a re really big pasta eater so i can't really like list those right off my the top of my head but i do know that you know just look into stuff like mm -hmm. that because there are differences um and you know if the goal is to survive on this energy for let's say the difference between breakfast and like a morning snack is two or three hours then you need you know probably some brown stuff mm -hmm. um something that i've started incorporating which is like my pre-workout snack that's usually which for me i can't do solid foods right before i work out yeah. um even like 30 minutes before i work out like my stomach just gets pissed do it <laughs> so so i i do fruit juice is, okay. is how how i uh ingest my carbs because i basically am ingesting about 80 grams of carbs before and during my workout and then 40 grams of carbs after my workout plus about 50 grams of protein in the form of a protein shake okay. and while we aren't necessarily doing this because we think that the protein right after a workout is important to increase um, muscle building. That's kind of been thrown out a bit um, mm. and discredited. It, it's still kind of one of those things where it's true. I mean, it, it's definitely true. And I think we've yeah. talked about it just a little bit yeah. before, but yeah, the, that, you know, that study in reference, all the people on it were just so happened to be intermittent fasting and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. So it skewed the results. Um, um, or it just shows that if you are intermittent fasting, get the, get the post-workout protein in, um, the sooner the better. Uh, yeah. I think that's definitely definitely what that that study would show us. Um, but we do know that there is a upper limit to the amount mm -hmm. of protein that is beneficial within your meal. You know, from day to day. Um, the study we have up right now is suggesting what point five five grams per kilogram per meal of protein, um, which which is about one point one grams per pound per meal. Yeah. Um, and so like that's a decent amount but at the same time if you're trying to you know i weigh about 210 pounds if i'm trying to divvy that up uh among three meals that i'm yeah. 
I think I'm hitting uh, over that cap that's suggested because uh, it's 1.1. Yeah. That's a, that's a crazy amount of protein per meal because yeah. uh, what it says here is they, the, the study we're looking at is from uh, Shenfield. Scroll up so I can read the title. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's how, how much protein can your body use in a single meal for uh, building muscle implications for daily protein distribution. Yeah. Scroll back down to that. Um, yeah, so it's saying 0.55 grams per kilogram per meal, and they spread this out over four meals. That's an absolutely yeah. insane amount of protein. Yeah. Um, but that's a maximum. Yeah, that that um, yeah, they consider that the maximum. What is it? Maximum uh, effective in any way, shape, or form yeah. dose, or is that just the maximum they even suggest? Um, it looks like a maximum dose as yeah. Uh, for, so like, if you go above that, that's fine. But you're going to experience uh, diminishing returns. So, if, oh, it's yeah, yeah. We yeah. said 0.55 grams yeah, per kilogram, and then that comes out to 2.2 2 kilograms, uh, 2.2 grams per kilogram per day. Uh, let's see, yes. that comes out to what? Like that's like about 4.5 so ish yeah. uh, grams per pound per day. Which anyone that already knows about like doing the one to one rule, which is mm -hmm. what most people stick to, that you know, four and a half that's times right. that that's pretty. That's pretty extensive. You're probably talking about someone that's working out pretty exhaustively, yeah. but also has probably pretty good protein synthesis where their body can make use of a lot more protein um, than the average person who's just getting into the gym or just getting into working out or uh, maybe even has been doing such things for, for a little while because that's a that's pretty extensive amount of protein. We talked about the, what, 30, only 30 grams of protein per hour can mm -hmm. be metabolized by your body. So, you know, that leaves you with what, like, four hours four and a half hours five hours to metabolize all the protein in your meal if you're yeah. a normal weight person yeah like and so so for people like like me like i weigh about 220 so you know that'd be me squeezing in ballpark exactly 100 you know 100 grams of protein uh per meal mm -hmm. which is doable but when you're eating four meals a day that's pretty that's pretty high which is obviously why it's the maximum but yeah. um um, and then also if we go, you know, post-workout, we, we obviously want to ingest some protein. But also another thing that's very important is a little bit of carbs too. Yeah. A lot of people don't think about it. But like after your work, you work out, you feel exhausted. Why do you feel exhausted? Because your body's depleted of glycogen or it's running right. very low on glycogen. You know, um, glycogen being one of the most important energy um stores for your body it's mm. the easiest way for your body to get energy quick right and so when you're low on that you know you feel kind of groggy you know this is why a lot of athletes ingest carbs during their workout is to make sure that their glycogen scores are yeah. okay while they're working out to get the best out of it you know trying to stop the whole well the last thing you do in the workout is usually going to be the least productive yeah um and so we're going to have some carbs with that. Um, another final like nutrient timing point would be like at night, I usually have a night snack that has um, a decent amount of fat and uh, mm. another dose of protein. The, the point of that snack is recovery. Um, we know that, yeah. you know, fat has a lot of very good things when it comes to your brain, when it comes to hormone regulation when it comes to signals being sent throughout your body mm -hmm. and so there is evidence to show that having a decent amount of fat right before you go to bed probably about an hour before because you don't want to yeah. just eat 
go to sleep. That's how you get acid reflux. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if you have stomach issues, yeah. you know, that that's obviously going to uh, be a concern. But we do know that having fat readily available at night will help you with recovery as well. Yeah. Um, and making another point on like glycogen. So uh, that that's obviously why people in the weight loss world try to talk about zone two cardio is because zone two cardio is not intensive enough for your body to explicitly run on glycogen glycogen is very fast acting sugar-based stores um it's a you know it's a polysaccharide that's stored that your body uses as quickly as it can uh, when it comes to especially people like um like power lifters mm-hmm. that's going to be your main source of energy when you're doing these you know three rep sets yep. where you're uh you know pushing you know let's say 90 percent of your maximum uh you're going to be using glycogen to make that happen whereas zone two cardio is simple and easy enough for your body to where your body decides i'm not going to use this thing because this energy is not it doesn't need to be right now like your body doesn't think oh this is going to be over immediately so it starts using those uh you know using your fat stores as opposed which take a little bit longer to burn down it's going to use some glycogen and it's definitely important to replace those right after your um your workout but when it comes to losing losing that fat and whatnot that's why people hit on the zone two cardio is because the glycogen is for um you know anything that is very very high intensity very quick which is why obviously it's a lot more important in things like crossfit and powerlifting, mm-hmm. as opposed to people just doing like general health-based fitness trying to lose some weight that they replace this glycogen store right after right after their workout oh. so if you'd like to switch over to the post-workout nutrition we can kind of hit on what they're talking about over there so we've got an article pulled up on healthline in regards to uh what what are they suggesting that we should be let's see what what we should be eating right after our workout um so i think i think we already kind of kind of hit on this but it's talking about eating in recommended intervals of uh what is that three hours, three hours. which that's a little bit uh shorter than my time interval but that's probably what longer than your time interval or that's right because if you're eating six seven meals six, a day yeah meals, it's yeah. a little bit i'm I'm asleep for about eight hours of the day. So, so 16, then, you know, you probably 16, about, what, yeah, about two, two, two and a half, half, two, two, and half two, yeah. two and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I guess that does average out at about three, but uh, it's saying right here, depending on your body weight, 20 to 40 grams of protein every four, uh, three to four hours yep. is recommended, um, which, you know, for me comes across as not enough um, protein yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that puts me at 160 in one day, which is, you know, yeah. 60 grams under my recommended but i'm also you know considered technically overweight well i am overweight yeah. well i mean <laughs> but, you, you do have to be careful with right. when, when you see uh, any type of standardization of like nutrient recommendations especially yes. it's usually based on an average yes. um you have to figure out where that average is taken from because like yep. in america most people are overweight yes. so then are you pre-selecting for you know athletic individuals um and if you're pre-selecting for a sport, you have to focus on, you know, depending on what sport, you know, if you're dealing with a bunch of people from the NBA, you're going to be dealing with a lot of people with a lot higher bone weight than most people in the world because they're usually very tall. If you're dealing with people from football, you know, um, depending on positional issues there, a decent amount of them, they are kind of tall, but they also have a lot of mass on their body. If yeah. you're looking at gymnasts, you know, gymnasts, pre-select for shorter individuals because of their requirements um so you really do have to 
be uh, mindful of where the study is getting their participants mm-hmm. from. Because, um, like, especially if you're, you know, getting anywhere near the six foot, you know, especially if you're over the six foot, a lot of the basic um, recommendations don't work as well. Yeah. Um, especially if it's like a range of 20 to 40. Yeah. Um, sometimes the formula will still get you, you know, into at least a good starting point. But um, you ju- just have to be yeah. careful. And on there. top of this, this doesn't consider uh, female to male, like uh, weight ratio differences based on height, um, which is, you know, I mean, that's pretty typical. This is, a, this is just a news article on, on a nutrition website. So, I mean, obviously it's not going to take into everything like a peer-reviewed study. But what I will say is stuff like this is a good read to kind of get you uh, get you situated on the topic and then kind of challenge it using uh, more like uh, point-based studies or, you know, more very, very specific studies that focus specifically on like, you know, we've got an eating interval listed here as well as a, a protein quantity over that interval. So yeah. you might have a study that's a little bit more focused on interval, which is kind of what we're focusing on now. And then also totals um, would be focused on a little bit more. Uh, both of those are kind of extremely important which is why those variables are kind of thought about in the in the you know the same realm together because you know if you if you kick off your day with with no protein you're going to have to think about that across the rest of the meals you eat during the day or if you know or if you just completely pound all your protein early in the morning which i've i've done plenty before and then you just kind of like try to figure out what you're supposed to eat the rest of the day which another thing comes across is like don't be a Nazi about it. <laughs> like, yeah. like be chill with yourself. Cause otherwise you're going to, from what I've noticed is when I try to stick to my diet or try to stick to this regimen of timing my nutrients mm-hmm. too specifically, I end up being completely unproductive in every other part of my day. Cause I'm sitting here just like obsessing over when am I going to get in my protein? W- what protein am I eating? And like, yeah. like how whole are my foods? Like, like, am I eating right? And am I going to get towards my goal eating this? Yeah. And it's like, like calm down and just, yeah. <laughs> if you have any propensity towards like an OCD or anything like that, or like, you know that you need things a certain way, or you yeah. know that you can be over analytical at times, you have to be careful with stuff like this. Yeah. Um, one of the best ways I can say to round about that is go talk to a dietitian and have someone else make the program for you. <laughs> yeah. And then you're just like, Oh, just got to follow it. So it's <laughs> yeah. very, very simple. Especially if you're someone with OCD where it's like, um, like where you've got to eat like this. Cause there's some people like they'd rather eat a diet, like a dog where they'd rather just eat the same thing every day. Yeah. So that way they can very, very specifically look at what they're eating and be like, this is exactly what it's doing for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people just cannot stand that sort of just like, repetitiveness to their to their diet and that's completely fine but again one way to round about that just obsession over it is to have someone else make the program for you which is probably another thing you should be checking out anyway because then you can kind of compare and you'll learn more about what is going on there um and a lot of times you want to also kind of fact check your dietitian i mean that's just something you should do kind of anyway because a lot of times um, especially, especially nowadays as the science is changing so rapidly, I think it's changed a lot more in the past, like five years than I can even imagine. Like, I remember a lot of the studies I, you know, read on in high school that are, have just been disproven now. So like, yeah. and sometimes these people do not stay as up to date as they probably should. Yeah. Um, don't do that in a negative way, but just, you know, just be mindful. Well, 
their job isn't to pour over the literature. Their job yeah. is to help you, right? So mm -hmm. it's kind of one of those things where, and like, this is also an argument that I have to make in favor of doctors sometimes. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. like, it's not their job necessarily to be on the cutting edge of technology. It's their job to come out of school with the training mm -hmm. that they have, you know, to help you deal with your stuff. Yeah. I, and they're, they're not a professor. Yeah. They're not in education yeah. of the subject where they need to be exceptionally yeah. learned over the topic because they're telling you the yeah. facts. Yeah. Like, um, I'm an engineer, you know, or I'm studying to become an engineer. I guess it's a technical way to say that. <laughs> Uh, but like, you know, I come out of college with a certain set of skills and those are the skills that I'm going to use to build bridges, dams, whatever else. And I'm not going to stray from that because if I do, I am liable for a lawsuit. You know, it's kind of one. Of, it's a very similar principle in health. You know, yep. um, it's like when you talk about, you know, eating protein right after a meal, right? Or right after a workout right now. It seems like that doesn't matter that much because the only study that we had that was really in favor of it was dealing with people who uh, were dealing with fasted, you yeah. know, going into their workout. It could be the day after we publish this podcast yeah. <laughs> that a study comes out that goes, no, you really do need to eat protein right after a meal. Yeah. Um, you know, you know I mean, stuff like that can always happen in this yeah. field, but like taking all that and thinking about that what does that mean for nutrient timing what we mean explicitly is keep an eye on on new studies all the time which i think is what we've said with every single episode we've released because mm -hmm. there's a complete opportunity that you know the week after the day after even a month after we released podcast that whatever we said was just is complete horseshit <laughs> in the facts regard but what we do say that is always going to be true is check your literature and stay up to date on the subject. Um, and as far as the nutrient timing thing goes, um, you know, like I really come back to do what makes you stick with it best mm -hmm. is really how it goes when it comes to the dieting, do what makes you stick with it best. Whether that be again, like I said, train it like a dog and just eat the same thing every day at the same time, all the time. Your body's going to, your body loves habit. So some people that works for really well, but then there's also people that want to have different flavors all the time mm -hmm. and whatnot and can't stand eating the same meal even twice in the same week. Mm -hmm. Um, that's fine too. There's also different people that have different, like, like perfect. I like to call it like the, the zone of optimal work on how their, how their body's feeling. Uh -huh. Like my body right after I eat, I don't want to work. And I, I, th I know that's true for most people, but like I tend, I have a tendency to overeat. So a lot of times right after work, it's, it's, it's about nap time or like cool down or do something that's very, very low brain effort yeah. work. Um, which is why like I'm, I have a very high tendency to skip breakfast just because I like that, that feeling of being just a little bit hungry that, that makes me do my work very effectively. Um, I tend to be a lot more engaged with my work or whatever I'm reading or if I'm in class with the teacher, um, et cetera, et cetera. So just do what makes you optimal. Um, and going back to nutrients, just at least make sure you're eating them. Cause another thing is, is don't skip food, you know, trying to lose weight. Don't skip food. It's very not big on the, uh, the bulking people, but the cutting people. Yeah. Don't skip food. Yep. Do not starve yourself. And and don't make up calories with shit calories. Don't yeah. eat ice cream to uh, make up for extra calories you need to bulk. Yep. So you have anything else you want to nope. add to that? I think, that's, I think that's everything. So with that being said, uh, we're glad to be back. We're, it's been a whole year now. That's kind of, God, that's crazy. Um, and we'll see you guys next time.
See ya. Hi guys, this is Nathan. I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of Former Fitness Podcast. If you like this and are looking for more content like it, there are plenty more podcasts from our studio, Uptown Audio, at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte that you can go and listen to. Those will be linked in our link tree that'll be attached in the description of this podcast wherever you're receiving it. Thank you guys so much for listening. It does truly mean a lot to us, and we hope you all have a great day.